Hi everyone. Tonight we're going to be doing something a little different. This week's parasha is Parashas Peshalach and the Jewish people are finally crossing the Red Sea. However, we're just coming off the two really powerful days of Yud Shvat and Yud Al Shvat and I feel like I've spent the past week really diving into the depth of these two powerful days. Yud Shvat is a day that the Frida corrupted the previous Rebbe passed away in Tafshin Yud 1950. And Yud Aleph Shvat is the day that the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the current Lubavitcher Rebbe, assumed leadership. On this day, the way in which he assumed leadership is repeating the mission statement that his father-in-law left the week that he passed away. The week of Yud Shvat, the previous Rebbe, wrote a Hemshech called Basi Lagani, which is founded on a Pasuk in Shira Sharon. Basi Lagani Kala, come to my garden, my sister, my bride, which references the love story of a man and a woman as a metaphor for the love we have for Hashem. And it's so powerful when we think about the fact that a year and a day later, even though that entire year, the Rebbe was saying my Marim, as characterized within the Taras Menachem. When the Rebbe said the words Basi Lagani, quoting his father-in-law, at that moment, it was evident to everyone in the room that the Rebbe had now, was now our Rosh Ben Israel, our leader. What is Basi Lagani and what is so profound by it, about it? The Frida Kreber initially wrote Basilagani to commemorate his mother and his grandmother's passings, Robertson Sternestar and Robertson Rifka. It's a really, really powerful mima, and he wrote it as a 20-part series. It was essentially meant to be distributed in increments throughout the year, but he sent it for printing that week. It came out on Friday, and the next morning on Yudshvat, the Frida Kreber passed away. So Basilagani will forever be an essential part of the Frieda Kreber's lasting legacy. The next year, the Rebbe, the Rebbe explained the first part of the 20-part series. And for the next 20 years, every single year, the Rebbe explains the next part. Like in 1952, he explained part two. In 1953, he explained part three for the next 20 years, and then starting again, explaining that first part of the mind for the next 18 years. This year, when the 13-year cycle of Basilagani, so we are learning the Maima of the Frida Karebbe together with the explanations of the Maimarim that the Rebbe said in Tafshin Chaf Gimel and Tafshin Mem Gimel, 1963 and 1983. It's so interesting when we think about the theme of this Maima. Last year's Maima, we spoke about light. This year's Maima, we speak about darkness. Every year, the Maima has a different theme. And the theme of this Maima is that Arin Saif, that godly light is Mata Mata Sh'im by Tachlis. That the light of Hashem is in the lowest of the lowest of the lowest of the lowest of the low. The theme of this entire Hemshech of Basilagani is that the world is a garden. And it's chilling to think about this in the context of 1951. In 1951, when the Frida, when the Lubavitcher Rebbe said the Maima to his audience, 
it was an audience of people that had every reason to believe that the world wasn't a garden, that the world was a terrible, horrible, hellish existence. Everyone sitting around that table had experienced the traumas and atrocities of Eastern Europe. World War I, World War II, the Holocaust, Stalin, socialism, communism. Everyone sitting around that table had every reason to have all the pain in the world and every reason to think that the world was the darkest place that could possibly be. On the first night that Elie Wiesel arrived at Auschwitz, he said he thought he was dreaming. It was like an alternate universe, a night that never ended. The atrocities were not just things that they read about, but things they experienced. Family members that were murdered. Judaism, that was something to be shameful. Something to be shameful. And now the Rebbe is addressing these people. And he's addressing them in a way that... With pain and suffering... And the Rebbe looks at them, and his mission statement is, the world is a garden. Now you would think to yourself, that's so condescending. The last thing you want to hear from someone, when you're going through a hard time, it's okay, it's a beautiful world. Well, it's not a beautiful world. The things I've seen are not beautiful. How can you tell me the world is beautiful when it is anything but How could the Rebbe look at the people around the table, the Rebbe who experienced pain in his own life and hardship and a lost family through the Nazis and Stalin, lost his father, lost his brother to the Nazis, lost his sister-in-law and brother-in-law to Auschwitz? How could the Rebbe sit around, look at these people and say the world is a garden? And the answer is because his pastor Basilagani comes from Shira Sharon, comes from a love story. I heard a story that was listened to for Brian of Yassi Jacobson. And he said that the last words that he heard from the Rebbe was just before Hafsai and Azar, just before the Rebbe had a stroke and touched on base. He was standing in line to get Yechidis from, standing in line um, to get a dollar from the Rebbe when he was going to Eretz Yisrael. And there was a, a little, a father with a little girl in his hands. And as he passes the Rebbe, the Rebbe gives them both the Dala, Bracha And the little girl, the five-year-old, looks at the Rebbe and says, Lubavitcher Rebbe, I love you. Everyone was like a little off guard, feeling a little queasy. And the Rebbe looked with the biggest smile on his face and said, give her another Dala and said, this is for the love. The more Chassidus you learn and the more you understand the Rebbe's teachings, the more you learn that everything is founded on the basic principle of love. Not the love from the movies, or not the love from the TV shows, or not the love from the love songs, but a deep, permeating, real love. A love that knows no boundaries. A love that, with that love, Hashem created us. Hashem created other. So powerful when you think about the fact that the first words that the Rebbe tells us as his Rebbe is founded in the love story. It's a love song that's being sung to us. And that's why all pain, when the pain is coming on the foundation of love, there's no reason to be fearful of the pain at all. 
And the Rebbe was addressing those people, the people that had been through hell and back. He was saying, I promise you the world is a garden. And even if you know that the world is matzah matzah shame by tachlis, that the world has a really dark side, know, just know that inside lives there too, that God lives there so, so abundantly in the most darkest of places. It's the craziest phenomenon to think that this world is a garden. How could this world be a garden? Like a week and a half ago, I was walking on the street and I got hit by a car. Yeah, Brooklyn, that's just the way it goes. And I was in such utter shock, like I ran off, like wasn't thinking, like a hyperadrenaline rush the next week. Next one, I woke up like bruises all over my body and I just couldn't stop crying for the next three days. I was so emotionally distraught from the whole thing. I was like, you must go to the doctor, you have bruises, you can't move properly. I couldn't sleep properly. And when a car drives into you, it's just, anyways. So I went to the doctor and never go to the doctor. So I think like my motive modest apparatus is that I'm invincible and nothing could ever hurt me and when I made my way to the doctor I'm telling him like my problems I'm crying my eyes out I'm like nothing could ever hurt me like in the holocaust like people actually had things to cry about like Bussi Lagani the world is a garden okay I guess that's words of inspiration for those that actually went through hell but like me what did I go through like how was my problems or anyone that I know's problems even a fraction of the pain that they experience? Which is probably not the most healthy way to live your life. Um, comparing your pain to the highest thresholds of pain. And he said to me something really profound. He said, the serotonin, the chemicals that are released in your brain when you get hit by a car, is the same is the same neurons that get released in your brain that will release in those throughout the Holocaust, the people that experience deep hardships. Even though on relative terms, maybe you can't compare it in a physical form, scientifically, the emotional experience that you are experiencing at that moment that a car drives into the adrenaline that hits that hits that goes through your mind is scientifically exactly the same. And it dawns on me. The Lamata Matash Ebaitachlis, the deepest, darkest pain that we experience in our lives, there's no rel- there's no relativity to pain. And Hashem wants you to know that Hashem is there for you. Even in those dark places. It's crazy. Some might think that this year's Basilagani is not as inspiring as any other one. Because Last year's Vasilgani was about light of Hashem and what's more inspiring than light. But the thing about light, so obvious. When someone has a baby, the miraculous nature of it, the godly nature of it, so obvious. When good things happen, people get engaged, people get married, the joy and the happiness, so obvious, so palpable, you can feel the light, you can feel Hashem in those moments. But in the moments that are dark, in the moments that are difficult, How could you say the world's a garden? 
when the pain is real? Where is the garden? But the rabbit emphasized it's not just a regular garden. It's not a forest. It's the most beautiful, perfect garden that could possibly have ever been given to you. The rabbit explains not even with the second-rate fruit, but the first-rate fruit. More beautiful than the Palace of Versailles. More beautiful than the gardens of Marie Antoinette herself. That's what the world is. And we are the gardeners. Hashem put us in this world to garden the hell out of this place and to really make an impact, to really make a difference. And that's how the Rebbe lived his entire life. Motivated and changed Judaism forever. Took Judaism from being in a really dark place to be something maybe that you'd be shameful for and turn it into Lagba Omer parades and Hanukkah lightings. Chabad houses and YJP events. That's what the Rebbe did. The Rebbe promised us that the world is a garden, and the garden it became. This year, Yotshua was like no other Yotshua. It was a day that I realized, like no other, that I'm so grateful that I have a Rebbe. I'm so grateful that I have a guiding light in my life. I am so grateful that within my life, I'm able to say to myself, Hashem is there in the darkness. Hashem is willing to put himself in the most darkest of places. And it's unbelievable. The Rabbi explains in Tafshin Mem Gimel, speaking about all the promiscuous sides of Tyra. And the Rabbi says, we shouldn't be afraid of any part of this world. There is not one part of this world that we need to be afraid of. Because Hashem looked Istakel Baraisa. Hashem looked into the Tyra and created the world, which means that every single thing that happens in this world, every, the blueprint of this garden is in the Tyra. And through learning Tyra, whether it's in an intellectual sense or an emotional sense, or listening to podcasts or getting involved in Tara, or having a Fabrangan, in all those ways, you are elevating every single part of this existence. The power of learning, the power of opening your mind, the power of being inquisitive in every single channel of Tara. Recognize that our world is a beautiful garden. And even in the darkest places, Hashem is there with you. Wishing you a meaningful, meaningful Yud Shvat, Yud Al Shvat, and a good job.